Connecting life and faith. This is Connections. I was offered a promotion and I walked in and I said, hey, this is great. I really want to talk about this promotion. I have a question uh, because there's an account we're working with. Something doesn't quite seem ethical, doesn't quite seem right. Um, They gave me the explanation and sure enough, it was just as unethical as I thought it was. Um, But here I am at my promotion opportunity And I said, if you can just give me 24 hours to pray about this, I just want to make sure that I'm going to be comfortable stepping into this long term. And the managing partner looked at me and said, how about if we make Friday your last day? And that's just one way that you can find out what your calling is. We're joined today by Jeff Peters. He is the author of a book titled The Family Business, a parable about stepping into the life you were made for. He says that many of us go through life wondering what our true purpose is, feeling lost and believing that everything will fall into place when we finally receive our calling from God. Well, he says the truth is the call has already been made and the offer is on the table. Today on Connections, Jeff will help us to figure that all out and he'll share a little bit more about his book. We're joined today by Jeff Peters. He is the Chief Marketing Officer of Operation Mobilization. He's also the author of a new book titled The Family Business, a parable about stepping into the life you were made for. Okay, when we hear the family business, we think, okay, yeah, we've got got a family business going on, and we're going to learn about how we can continue that. But that's not exactly what you're trying to get across with this book. Tell us a little bit about the family business. Yeah, it's a great point. In this book, As a parable style book, we're really talking about God's family business. We're talking about the family business that each and every one of us, when we said yes to following Christ, this is the family business, if you will, that we all said we'd be a part of and ultimately aiming our lives to accomplish the goals of God's family business. Really like, uh, yeah, taking this parable approach to it. Uh, you've been in missions for years. Why did you decide to go w- with this kind of style of book rather than maybe writing like a theological treatise kind of thing on uh, how to find our calling and purpose in life? Well, I think there's a couple answers to that. The first is probably because I am just not the person to write the deep <laughs> theological book. Uh, those are a whole lot of words that even in my time in seminary, I struggled to figure out why we have such big, thick language sometimes around ideas that Christ presented so simply. So that's probably reason number one. But the reason, I guess, for number two, we went with a parable form is I just love the parables. I mean, even growing up as a kid, these are the These were the easy ways of remembering the Bible stories. The parables that Christ told really connected, I know, with me when I was young. They connect with me uh, now that I'm older. And I feel like every single time I read the parables or reread them from a different point in my life, I learn something new. And that's what I really wanted to try to recreate in this book is something where no matter who you are, where you are in your walk with Christ and on your journey as a part of his uh, work in the world, you can read this and connect the dots for yourself. Instead of just reading a book where someone's telling you what to know, this is a book where you can read situations, see yourselves in the lives of the characters and connect the dots for what God is doing in your life today. Now we all have a calling Um, But for many of us, figuring out what that calling is, is uh, a little bit confusing. 
how can we better understand the idea of uh, of a calling and what a calling is? Uh, Colleen, you're so right. We all have a calling. In fact, we all have the same calling when it comes to what is the goal. We need to start reframing the idea of calling to not an if question, do I have a calling? But it's instead a how and a what question. What? uh, How have I been equipped? What am I supposed to do as a part of God's mission in the world? And so, My suggestion, and I think what really comes out in this book, is you should be looking at the skills, the passions, the experience, the education, the things that God has given to you to steward on behalf of his work in the world. Each and every one of us has been uniquely shaped by God for a specific purpose. There are people calling, no doubt, that you can reach on behalf of the kingdom that I would struggle to reach because we come from different backgrounds. We have different experiences. My life story is not your life story. And so when we think about the fact that each and every one of us is unique, it's a matter of tapping into that uniqueness and turning it around and saying, how do I apply this God for your work in the world? Uh, Part of your work with operation mobilization is not just spreading the good news of Jesus, but getting other people to spread the good news and mobilizing them to do it. How important is it for this next generation to step in to their calling as Christ followers? I mean, at the end of the day, that is the track record that we're all a part of, right? The calling we answer can be traced all the way back to the instructions Christ gave to his disciples in that upper room. And They shared the gospel with others who shared the gospel with others and fast forward over 2000 years. And here we are following that exact same call. And so for the next generation to step in, uh, we need that to happen because that is how the gospel continues to spread. In this case, where we find ourselves today, uh, hopefully begin to spread to the over 3 billion people on the on the planet right now who live in places where there are no churches and where Christians are few and far between. Uh, we need to be thinking about how do we go and share God's love, not just in word, but in word and deed to be a living example uh, for what Christ's love is in the world, uh, in those places where, um, as I said, churches are few and far between. There is purpose and there is a calling. Those can be very similar. And when you hear purpose or calling, you're like, okay, like, are we talking about the same thing? But what's the difference between those two things? I think of purpose as the the reason uh, that uh, each and every one of us was put on this planet, right? This was God's purpose. God has a goal. And our role, our, our, our calling is is our unique fit inside of that goal. So God's goal is reconciling the world to himself and each and every one of us have a unique shape and unique abilities, experiences that we bring to the table as a part of answering that call uh, in, in, in the way that each and every one of us was designed uh, to plug in. Talking about, you know, family business, how do we help guide our own kids into finding their calling? And when do I do that? I have a four-year-old and a two-year-old. Is it time? Oh, oh, (laughs) 
Mike, yes, by far. <laughs> and, and look, I could just say uh, we have a 21 month. Oh, no goodness. Today she is 22 months, a 22 <laughs> month old at home. Uh, and we just brought our infant son home from the hospital last week. So wow. this is a conversation that my wife and I are having regularly right now. And for us, what we've landed on is that there's probably one big lie, if you will, that the world likes to tell us that is popular, uh, popular to say, if you will, that we need to guard against. And that is this idea that you can be anything you want to be in the world. That's actually not from a Christian perspective. I don't want my children to be anything they want to be. I want my children to be exactly the people God created them to be. And so instead of giving, throwing off all the, all the boundaries and, and tossing out the foundations and saying, go explore and do whatever. I want to use those boundaries and use that solid biblical foundation to say, who did he make you to be? Let's explore as you grow the things that God seems to uniquely uh, have designed you uh, to, to do in the world. And so that's the biggest uh, message, at least for our family, that we're going to be trying to get across to our kids as they start to grow. In the book, uh, you've got a lot of different characters at work, right? You've got a father, you've got these children. Uh, what do we see at work? How can we relate to the characters in the family business? Right. So in the family business, we have Jesse, who plays the father. He's very much uh, the God character, if you will. And then the five children, each from different backgrounds, different perspectives. I mean, they were, of course, all raised by the father, they're part of the family business, but they all have a definite unique shape, unique passions, skills, fears, etc. And at least for me, I see a bit of myself in each and every one of these five children. Some of the fears they have are the same fears that hold me back when it comes to stepping into the father's work on a day-to-day basis. Some of the things that they struggle to connect, this idea of of how do I uh, take what I have and use it for for my father's work is very similar to the struggle so many of us have when we think about uh, this, uh, this fake sacred secular divide, right? This idea of, no, no, I have my Christian life and I have my secular life and neither the two shall meet. And what, and what the father says is, no, you're, I created you as a full being, bring it all, figure out how to put all of this together so that in your workplace, in your neighborhood, in your family, you can be living out God's love right where you are uh, and, and being an effective witness of of who and what he is in the world. You mentioned fear. Now, when it comes to finding your calling and living out your purpose, a lot of that goes with the unknown. You don't know what you're going into. And a lot of people can be fearful and, and not follow that. How do we get over that? Yeah, for that, I mean, we we in writing this book and actually in the preface for it, there was a ton of research that went. We actually identified three different types of fears uh, that seem to be holding Christians back. Fear of safety, uh, either emotional or physical. What am I going to, you know, how are people going to look at me? Fear of failure. What if I do it wrong? And a fear of, of sacrifice. What am I going to have to give up uh, to step into this? But in, in all of these cases, uh, I think Moses is the best example. You know, Moses was completely terrified when he first got his message uh, and direction from God. But as he 
put his, as he stepped into his fears with God, he grew. He grew in his trust. He grew in his relationship with the Almighty. And he recognized that God is with him every step of the way. And that's an example for each of us, each of us as well. As we have those fears, it's an opportunity to grow as a disciple, to get better at listening and hearing God's voice and walking with him every day. He grew, but he didn't always get it right. But he kept coming back and trying again then too. That's what I like about uh, Moses so much. Like he he still made mistakes, but he still kept listening to God and following. Absolutely. So true. So true. He was by far, he was far from perfect at getting it right. Uh, But he grew as, as the, uh, as the story of Moses continues, continues on. He grew each and every day. Now, one of the interesting things you've done, I think, uh, you know, I have dreams of writing a book one day and I would love to be a bestseller and, and make a lot of money doing it. Uh, you don't have those dreams, at least not making money. You're giving all the money up to uh, <laughs> Operation Mobilization International and the Mission Gap. Why did you decide to do that? Well, ultimately, there's a few reasons, but I think that the number one reason is that this is a project um, done with Operation Mobilization, and this is the ministry that is on my heart. Um, I love the work we do with OM. I love the way that our, our workers uh, come alongside refugees in, in refugee camps around the world. I love the way that that we work alongside churches to help Uh, equip existing Jesus followers to go out and be the light of Christ and to share God's love in the world. I love the work that OM does all around the world in 120 countries where we work. Um, And to me, this book and the message behind it uh, is really intended to bring people to that place where even if you're not someone who is interested in being a part of OM's ministry. Uh, It's not about OM. It's about the way that we as a ministry come alongside God's call in the world. And if you read this book and you you connect those dots and and recognize the way that you're going to be a part of God's work in the world, uh, that is a massive, massive joy for us. And so it's, it's the message of the book, but it's also uh, an, an ability to create some additional funding so that we can continue to do more of these types of projects and do more uh, to uh, come alongside Jesus followers in the world uh, to, to share God's love. You also mentioned the mission gap for those who don't know, what is the mission gap? Yeah, the mission gap project is actually the name of the research I mentioned just a bit ago. So you can find that at missiongap.org. It's, it's free research if you're a research nerd like myself and, and others, uh, if you'd love to dive into that. But that's where we went around the world in seven different countries and held uh, research to listen to Christians, to learn uh, what is it that we as Christ followers know and don't know when it comes to stepping into God's work in the world? What are the fears that hold us back? What are the knowledge barriers that hold us back? And so if you're a person that is interested in that sort of research, if you're a pastor and you want to learn, how do I, you know, what are the, what are the messages I really need to make sure I get across? Uh, you can take a look at that research, reach out to us as well. Uh, but that the Mission Gap Project uh, is what we have coined uh, as, uh, as this, this research uh, which really guided the guided the process of the book from the beginning. 
How did you get involved in mission work? What first drew you to it? Was it a big aha moment in calling or what was that like? <laughs> um, well, how long is your program? Um, <laughs> so, so the, the short story is um, I got fired. I, mm. I came to my very first dream job out of university uh, in the communications uh, sector, if you will. And I was offered a promotion. And I walked in and I said, hey, this is great. I, I really want to talk about this promotion. I have a question uh, because there's an account we're working with. Something doesn't quite seem ethical, doesn't quite seem right. Um, they gave me the explanation. And sure enough, it was just as unethical as I thought it was. Um, but here I am at my promotion opportunity. And I said, if you can just give me 24 hours to pray about this, I just want to make sure that I'm going to be comfortable stepping into this long term. And the managing partner looked at me and said, how about if we make Friday your last day? Huh. Whoa. <laughs> Interesting. Uh, so uh, I, uh, I went back to my little tiny cubicle and found myself on the Yahoo search engine um, at the time. Uh, that was the big <laughs> deal, right? Yeah. And I typed in religious communications. I figured, okay, God, I opened my big fat mouth. Is there a way that I can bring my skills and my passions and your purpose all together. Um, and ultimately that started the trajectory, which led to, to this book and to the way God has used me uh, for his purposes throughout the world and, you know, alongside his mission. And so uh, it all kind of comes together in that way. Maybe, uh, you know, you could have just one page book. If you want to find your calling in life, just get fired. And then just <laughs> go and get each other. Uh, that might not be the best advice, but uh it certainly seemed the way, the way God worked in my case. How, how can we live out our mission as Christians every day, Jeff? You know, one of the biggest things that I've come to realize for myself is as I talk to more and more Christians, I think so many of us, you know, we talk about simple things like bringing a meal to the homeless person in the park or coming alongside your neighbor that's had some catastrophe with their home or whatever else. I think the biggest, one of the biggest hurdles that we all can work better at, at, at overcoming is to just make time. So often we are too busy. We say, you know, I would, if I had the time, I would absolutely go and bring a meal to that person who needs it. If I had the, the time, I would actually, I would absolutely make the space to do this other thing. And I, I read a book a long time ago from a, a runner long distance runner. And he said one of his favorite things was just to walk out the door in the morning with a bottle of water and $20 and just go wherever he felt like going. And I thought, you know, if we as Christ followers did a little bit more of that, just to leave the house on the day or set aside time to say, okay, God, how do you want to use me? Um, I think that that is a great first step to figuring out how can we be more present and responsive to the way God wants to use us every day, right where we are. For those who are ready to get to that point in their lives, want to learn more, want to pick up your book, how can they go about doing that? Well, the book itself is available pretty much everywhere you would purchase books, Amazon, of course. You can also, uh, here in Canada, you can get it from thefamilybusinessparable.com. If you go to that website, uh, there'll be some links there as well, where you can purchase the book, as well as links to personal and small group reflection guides, some deeper dive sort of video content, if you will, related to some of the chapters of the book, 
and really more tools to help you dive into this conversation. So thefamilybusinessparable.com and of course, wherever books are sold. Thank you so much for making time for us today. We appreciate it. Thank you, Mike and Colleen. Appreciate being with you. And thank you so much for listening today. Remember, if you want to listen to this full conversation again, or you want to listen to any of the other conversations that we've had on Connections, you can do that by checking out our podcast, Connections with Mike, Tom, and Colleen Hood. You can find that at podcastville.ca or wherever else you get your favorite podcast from. Don't forget to subscribe. We'll talk to you again on Connections.